Family from the Heart, episode number 81. everybody and welcome back to another episode of Family from the Heart. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. We're here once again this week to share all kinds of things going on in the lives of Cliff and Stephanie Ravenscraft, but hopefully beyond that, we hope to share some interesting things. Of course, we're going to be giving you two different movie reviews this week. Uh, And also we have a book that we want to tell you about. All right, so Stephanie, we forgot, or okay, that's not fair to you. I forgot last week to share a movie review where Matthew and I uh, went to a press screening for Where the Wild Things Are. Right, so is that what you're going to start with? I think so. I I think we're going to start this off because this week I got a quote, or a quote, I got a (laughs) quote, a quote, I've been working (laughs) over at the insurance agency and all of a sudden I got a quote on... We'll talk a little right. bit about that as well here shortly. But anyway, I got a Twitter message uh, from somebody. I can't remember who it is off the top of my head. But they said, hey, where's that? What episode did you guys do the review of where the wild things are? I've been looking for it. And, well, I sent her, this person a direct message back. And I said, you know, oops, I forgot that. Thank you for reminding me. I need to include that this week. So, so Stephanie, Matthew and I did go and see where the wild things are. Right. Now, I had never even heard of this story before which is a movie based on a children's book by um is it maurice sendek okay sure okay um i've read this book to matthew many many times over the last eight years i know i can't see you at all today it's going to be quite distracting for me but i wasn't going to put it pull i wasn't going to mention it until you you know made the whole dramatic there you go (laughs) is that better that is so much better it was quite distracting for me. Stephanie and I, I, I have to do some major rearranging here in our studios. Yeah. So, uh, but we're here. <laughs> okay. Go so ahead. back to focus. Yes. Um, anyway, I've read this book to Matthew many times. Um, of course, now that he can read, he reads it to me. And um, it is a story that, that we love. You know, I was quite surprised to find out they were turning the, the story into a movie. And why would that surprise you, Stephanie? Because the story's not very long. <laughs> so where it is based on, it, it, it's it's simply based on, it, it has to, now I did not see the movie, but I'm going to guess that it has to be a rough estimation. A lot of it has to be imagined by the writers of the screenplay rather than the imagination of the author. It's kind of like that, that movie, The Perfect Storm. Where it's supposed to be like a true true life <laughs> right, story of, right. of what happened to these men at sea, which none of them, uh, you know, spoiler, none of them survived. Spoiler warning, so, right. <laughs> but uh, none of them survived the storm. Uh, and so therefore all these things, the conversation, yes. the, the drama and all this stuff. I mean, that's all that's all make believe. It's all I make believe. You we can no- do a close guesstimation, but it's at that point in the movie, it becomes make believe. And so I was I was, you know. That is why I was surprised to find that they were turning Where the Wild Things Are into a movie because the majority of it will have to be make-believe. Right. So the deal here is that basically... The, Which the book is make-believe. So anyway, right. but well, I mean, you mean, I mean, you're following it's, what it's, I mean. It's made up. It's, right. not, it's not based upon the story. Like Harry Potter is roughly based upon a lot of the story. Yes. Now they had to cut some things out to be and able I to fit it into the movie. And I do believe they even had to change some things. Yeah. But it is very difficult to take 
the imagination of an author and turn that into something visual right on screen now this book the actual book itself i had never heard of before until i got the movies for this ticket and i said what is this and stephanie's is it based upon that kid's book and i'm like what kid's book and so she goes and gets the book out of matt's closet she brings it's it like to 11 me. o'clock at night <laughs> the uh, let me just tell you if you were to take all the uh, all the words from the entire book and to put them on a single page it would it would hardly take up the entire page of a regular book. Right. That's how much text is in this. It's not a lot. Okay. So it, it, it's 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 mostly all pictures. And in fact, there's a isn't there a couple pages where it's that just, are just pictures? Yes. yes. Just pictures. There's no words. Right. So this book is all about, and and this is what I, I think is interesting about the book is that um, it's all about using your imagination. It's about really taking in the artistic views depicted in the pictures in this book which obviously for young kids this is great because they don't know how to read but they like to look at the pictures in these books so i would imagine that i probably would have enjoyed this movie a great deal more had i been somebody who grew up reading this book as a kid right so and and the reason i say that is because matthew really enjoyed this movie I, on the other hand, will tell you that I enjoyed the nap you took during the movie. <laughs> no, I was going to say I enjoyed seeing my son enjoy this movie. Right. Had I gone by myself or had we gone on a date night or had we done anything? Oh, that wouldn't have been a date night movie. <laughs> well, you know, you know what I'm saying. Right. Had I, had I gone without having my kids who would enjoy this movie, um, I will tell you, I would have been bored to tears and i i literally had to fight to stay awake during the movie really did for myself but i'm so glad i went because matthew really enjoyed it okay and i have something we haven't done before i don't think here on the family from the heart podcast but matthew and i recorded an initial reaction okay on our way home from the movie it's about four, it's actually just at five minutes and i'm gonna go ahead and play it now and this is matthew and i having a conversation in the car immediately after the movie. So here's our review. Hey everybody, Cliff Ravenscraft here. And I'm Matthew Ravenscraft. And we are in the van on the way home from seeing a brand new movie. Matt, what what did we just see? Where the wild things are. Where the wild things are. And of course, we were very blessed to be able to have some free press tickets to kind of get a preview of what this movie was like. And Matthew, what was your initial reaction after seeing this movie? How did you feel about it? Uh, very good. It was a good movie. So, have tell me this, Matt. Had you ever heard about Where the Wild Things Are before we saw the movie? Yes, I have the book at my house. And how, how long have you known about this book? Uh, since preschool. Since preschool? And has Mom read the story to you a lot? Uh, not that much. Not that much, just a couple times? Yes. What What can you tell me about the book? Well, in the book, you don't really get to see his mom, and there's a lot of difference. Because in his room, there's like a big forest that goes in the movie. There's like, he, has, he runs away. It doesn't make any sense to the book. So it's like a lot of difference. So there's a lot of difference, huh? But did you think that the movie overall, even though they changed a little bit, 
Do you think the movie kind of stayed in line with what they had in the book? Yes, because there's, there's all the same people, and most of the things that happened in the book happened in the movie. He still got on the ship, like happened in the book. But some things, like there was a sea monster in the book, but not in the movie. Really? I don't remember a sea monster in the book. Well, I, I think I saw one, but I don't know. So basically, all the things that were in the book were in the movie, except for the fact that, you know, him, you know, sailing across to this, where the wild place are, place, or where all the wild things are, um... Instead of that being in his room, he you know he got there a different way. But all the things that are in the book were there. One of my favorite things from the book that I saw in the movie was where he was made. Um, what was he made? What did they make him? A big, huge castle. Well, I meant like uh, what what position did he have? Was he their president? King. He was the king. So, so where they made him king, and the first thing that he decided that they should do after he became king, do you remember what it was? Build a fort. No. no. The, ru- the rumble. Yes, there was a rumble in the wilderness, or whatever that is. So, how did you feel about that? I don't know. First, I uh, didn't. It got. I got a little bored, and at the end, I, it got a little interesting. So, just seeing them run around in the woods and kind of just bumping into each other and jumping on top of each other, it, you're saying that you got just a little bit bored watching that part? Yeah. What was your favorite part of the movie? I would have to say the end. And what did you like about the end? It was just a little sad and uh, his he just went home and he was super hungry and I told him I told my dad he asked me before the movie is his dinner still going to be there and I said yes and he and I got right you did get it right you called it my friend so Matthew if there are other little boys and girls out there Uh, that are listening to this podcast, do you think that their moms and dads should take them to go see this movie? Yes. So you think that they'll like it? Yeah. And this dude, uh, he came in here and he told us we're allowed, any kids can do anything because it is a kid's movie. Nice. All right. Well, thank you everybody for listening to our little review. Matthew, you want to tell everybody bye? Bye. All right, so there you go. That was our review of the movie, uh, Where the Wild Things Are. Matthew did really enjoy the movie. Good. I I love that he said, it got a little boring in the beginning, but it got really good at the end. You know, and and the thing is, I'm not the type of person that goes in and watches these movies and looking for the moral, the stories. But they're, you know, thinking back, was was there some valuable stuff that they portrayed? And there is a lot about friendship there and... And stuff like that. I mean, it was a it was a good story. The boy ends up missing his mom. Yep. Right. Yep. And so I, that that's an important part. Exactly. <laughs> At it, least to me, it is. Yeah. It sh- it shows that you know there's there's other things important. You know. And I it, thought. It, go ahead. I thought it was very um, 
observant of Matthew, who is an eight-year-old boy and doesn't spend much time being observant, um, to pick up that his mom was in the movie. And they they mentioned his mom, but she's not in the book. Right. And so I thought that that was... Yep. Good job, Matthew. Yeah, he's going to be a great... Uh uh, movie reviewer one of these days. Yes, he, except well, he, he wants to be is. a police officer, so yeah. I'm not really sure how those two are going to go together. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he'll find some way. Maybe he'll be a police officer that goes to you know yeah. make sure people don't videotape movies. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> the movie police. The movie police. All right, so anyway, yeah. He that, did a really good job. Yeah, he did. He did. He did. I, I, and and, it and there was, was this dude. <laughs> there's this dude. <laughs> Uh, I like I like going to see movie with my kids. It, it, it's fun, yes. and uh, so maybe we'll have more speaking, of these. Speaking of movies with your kids, yes, um, you are on. You are very close to being on the daddy's bad list because um, we had press screening tickets for Tinkerbell. Oh, I know the new Tinkerbell movie, and um, which you had promised. Well, in her mind, you had promised to take McKenna to. Yeah, and um, we had. We had a conflict. We had a schedule conflict that day, and you had something else to do for a client. Yeah, and so you didn't get to take her. But every time she sees the the trailer on on TV, she, my daddy's taking me to see that movie. Is it out now? It is out. Yeah. Maybe we'll. My go daddy is taking me to see that movie, and so even if it's just the two of you, you've got to take her to see that movie. Yeah, maybe I can do that tomorrow. Because tomorrow's Sunday, and, right? Yes. Yeah. McKenna is our child who literally does not forget anything. Yeah. Ever. So she'll be 40 years old saying, my daddy never took me to see the Tinkerbell movie. Nah, I'll take her. I, I, I do remember that. I, did, I, didn't, I didn't necessarily say, I promise you. But yeah, I, I, I said, know that you didn't But promise. I said, daddy's going to take you to see that. Right. And then all of a sudden, that was the time of the, the Rand Paul town, right. town hall meeting. And I had to, to, to do all right. the video production work for them. And uh, but it's funny because every time that trailer comes, my daddy's taking me to see that movie. Yeah, I'll so. take her. I'll take her. Do you care if I take her tomorrow? No, not okay. at all. So that's what I'll do then. I, let's just double check our calendar, make sure we don't have anything else. I, but tomorrow's Sunday? My calendar is empty. That doesn't mean that it's actually empty. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's fine. All right. Maybe I can take the kids. The other two want to go see um, Harry Potter again. Yeah. And I believe it's still at the cheap movies. Oh, okay. Maybe we could, you know. Work, work that out or something. Yeah, that sounds interesting. We'll see. All right. So anyway, uh, we do have one more movie review. Yes, we do. And why don't you set this one up for us? Well, um, we went... What night did we? I don't know. It doesn't matter what night. It, it was this week. It's Thursday night, I think. Okay, you're right. It was. It was Thursday night. Um, Cliff and I got to see the press screening for Amelia, which is um, the Amelia Earhart movie. And um, I was excited going in. Now, I didn't know a lot about her story. Um, because it ju- it's just never been something that I have, you know, it's not like I'm obsessed with flying and want to know everything that there was to know about Amelia Earhart, but I do remember studying, you know, and, and learning about her and, um, all of the great strides that she made for women in aviation. And, um, but I was excited to go in and I would, I, I think I even told you on the way there, I'm hoping that they stay as true as they can. To, to the story. Now, obviously, I can't say whether they did or not, but it was a very entertaining and enjoyable movie. It was. It really was. And the funny thing is, is that when you're sitting there, like you brought up the perfect storm. Obviously, we weren't there. You know, you can't say whether that, you know, happened the way that it did, but you do know that none of them survived. So they're showing um, 
this is Amelia Earhart is a story where everyone knows how the movie is going to end, right? Right. But I'm sitting there watching the movie, hoping that they changed it. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> I really wanted it to be changed, and of course, it can't to stay true to the story. It it has to end the way that it does. But um, but yeah, I was sitting there going, "Oh, I don't want this to happen. I don't want this to happen." But then, in fact, you know, yeah. it does. Well, it was it was a very good movie. Um, you know, I didn't I didn't know anything about her honestly myself outside of the fact that she flew across the world and you know, or right. tried to fly across the world and um and stuff like that and and didn't make it. She was so close though. Yeah. She was like um I had no idea that she was that close. Just under 7,000 miles um from from making it. Yeah. Right. I I was very shocked to hear cuz the only reason that that her story ever really came up on my radar was because of the the connection with the Bermuda Triangle, right. which was weird that they didn't bring in they really any didn't. reference at all no. to the Bermuda Triangle. So I think I would have enjoyed it a little bit more if they would have shown just like you know this is you know just the you know the oddity of that right. situation, but they didn't. Uh, but with that being said, <clears throat> I didn't know very much about her either, and you know, and, and of course, this is a historical person, and I assume. That the, the relationships between you know certain people, I, I'm sure that that's documented somewhere. Right, I would imagine so because those people. But and I just want to say that the 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 movie is a love story. It's written as a love story. It's not necessarily a love story that that makes me all, feel all good inside. Right. You know. Well, I mean, I think that there are a lot of different. There are there were a lot of different love stories happening in this movie. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, first and foremost was her love for flying. Yes, and I think that that took precedent over every other relationship in her life. Mm-hmm. Um, her her how did she she described it as her her need to feel free, mm-hmm. and um, and that's what flying gave her, but. Um, I really enjoyed watching the love story between her and her husband because it wasn't always perfect, mm-hmm. you know, and there were ups and downs. There were struggles, but they kept coming back to each other. They kept pushing forward. So. Yeah, I, I, I guess where I'm coming from is that, that the 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 story where, you know, the whole idea of, you know, where. You know, when he asked her, and I, and I don't want to give this part away because it, some, a lot of this will be new to you guys, even if you know of Amelia Earhart. But when you go see the movie, if you choose to do so, and this isn't giving anything away, I was a little blown away by the proposal and and the response to the proposal, uh, you know, and, and the agreement that was made. You know, it's right. like, that's that's a little weird. And it's like, is that really documented somewhere? I mean, is that, did she write that in a journal or a diary somewhere? And that's how they brought this out. And, and so just some of that, of course, you know, there, there is story, you know, with other interests involved as well. And, and I I don't know, it it was, it was an entertaining movie. I enjoyed it. Um, I think I would have enjoyed the movie more from the, I, I think I enjoyed the movie more from the historical perspective that it provided than it right. than the than the love story Loved interest the me. actual um there was some actual footage in in the movie and I enjoyed that um there is a scene there is a scene in the movie where um she's being photographed 
before she begins her flight around the world. And then at the end of the movie, they show those actual photographs yes. of her. And um, I really enjoyed that. I, the the historical aspect was very cool for me. Right. Um, and bringing in that, that actual, it could have all been, you know, the fictional telling of this tale, but it wasn't. They really did bring in some... Um, I lost my train. Some of actual thought. footage. Some actual footage. Thank you. Um, I, there, Hillary Swank was amazing. She was. I had never it, heard of. I mean, I'd heard the name Hillary Swank. Right. Never seen her in a movie before. It was amazing. The transformation goes from 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 Hillary to Amelia is so much more than hair color and cut. It really is. Um, it takes it takes a great actor or actress to portray a character it takes phenomenal talent to portray an actual person and i believe that she has that she did an amazing job in my opinion i have by the way i had never seen you'd never seen i had never seen a picture of hillary swank before my life and i just googled hillary swank doesn't look anything like the character does it oh my gosh (laughs) i am telling you it, it doesn't matter if you've seen hillary swank before Go see this movie. You are not seeing Hillary Swank. I mean, it is that is unbelievable. Yeah, that is I'm really, you, and it goes so much farther than just the haircut and 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 color. Yeah. She really did take on mannerisms, and so yeah. it, it was. It she did an amazing job, and obviously Richard Gere would I think was the the perfect the perfect to play her. I I had a problem with Richard Gere being in this movie because Why? I, I was waiting for Julia Roberts to oh, pull out. Oh, come on. I'm telling you. Break out of your box. It, you know, I I really enjoy um <laughs> Where's Julia? <laughs> she's in it, it, hmm. he needs to come to Julia's She's filming w- another movie somewhere she, and I don't remember where But right Richard now. Gere I was wait it's like Richard Gere needs to save Julia. I mean it's, no. it that is what Richard Gere does in movies. No, he's, he's say, only done that twice. But still he's done it twice and this is the only two real Richard Gere. But you know Gere they do I've have actually but remember seeing. They so. do Excuse me, they do um <laughs> Richard Gere and Julia Roberts have amazing on-screen chemistry. They do. Like um, Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks. Yes. You know, some actors were just meant to be together. But I think that he worked in this movie. I think he was yeah, no, the no, perfect yeah. actor to play that character. He did. He did. Yeah. He did. And and the, the, I guess, um, let's see here. There there were two other actors that I knew. But the other two fit Ewan in. Ewan McGregor. Yeah, Ewan. Is it Ewan? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, he, he almost pulled away from the story. He pulled me out of the story. Richard Gere pulled, pulled me out of the story. Okay. Because he was so recognizable and I see him as the news reporter. I see him as the That is the, so the funny because guy. I sit down and I can see you know, we, isn't it amazing how different yeah, but, but we I, can view a movie. I could not pull him out and distinguish right. him from these touchy feely love stories. Right. So, I mean, he did. Now, don't get me wrong. He did a great job of playing the part. He is. He is a great actor. But I still was distracted by the fact that this is Richard Gere. Okay. You know, it's like this is Richard Gere playing somebody, playing somebody really well. But this is Richard Gere. And are you are you saying that? Okay, for you, the entire movie, he was Richard Gere because you knew him, but because you had never seen 
Hillary Swank, she was Amelia Earhart. If I see, yeah, yeah, right. She she was Amelia Earhart, right? And actually, the thing is, though, Richard Gere still looked like Richard Gere, yeah, in this entire he movie. Did. Had I seen Hillary Swank, Hillary Swank did not look like she Hillary didn't Swank. Look anything like now, herself. Let's move on to the next character, okay. which is Ewan McGregor, who played. Qui-Gon Jinn, I believe. I think so. On in, in Star Wars. Do you want me to look? Uh sure, that's fine. But anyway, um I will say that he looked completely different. I did not recognize him. In fact, if it weren't for his voice His voice gives him away. Well, that's the thing. And his voice, I think he was a bad choice for the other person okay. in her life because his voice Took me out of the movie. He played Obi Wan Kenobi. That's what I meant. Obi Wan yeah. Kenobi. I'm sorry. Uh, I, I, I'll, Liam Neeson played. Liam, right. You're right. Okay. You're right. So anyway, he played Obi Wan Kenobi. But anyway, um, his voice took me out of this movie every time he spoke. Okay. Took me out. Now I'm sitting there. I'll be honest with you. I'm sitting there hearing Obi Wan Kenobi, but not seeing him on the screen because they did a great job of making him look. Totally, thirties. Yeah, right. made him look totally different. That thirties debonair. But but Hillary did. Swank, you could tell she even changed her voice. She changed her inflection of her voice. She changed everything about her voice uh, to do this movie. When I close my eyes, though, I mean, he could have been sitting there talking to to you know, uh, oh gosh, um, Anakin. Anakin. You know, he might as well have been talking to Anakin, right? And I might as well have been sitting here in my studio he while on the other saber in his hand. And it, 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 in my mind, if I would have <laughs> closed, I would have been. I, right. It's like I could have fell asleep during the movie, which I wouldn't because it was a good movie. But if I would have fell asleep and kind of been nodding off, and I would have just you been dreamed of Star Wars, I would have been thinking okay. that we were watching Star Wars. That see, now I didn't think that. Obviously, I recognized him, um, but it wasn't. It wasn't a distraction for me. Um, but I think the other character that you were going to talk about is yes. Christopher Eccleston. Yes. Who was the first doctor in the remake of Doctor Who. Yes. And, um, yeah. I, now, here, now we were like, how can her plane go down if she's got the doctor with her? I know. <laughs> but, you her know. plane. I'm telling you, her plane didn't go down. It's the that TARDIS. That plane and, was yeah. the TARDIS before the chameleon <laughs> circuit broke. And... <laughs> Amelia, so we were having fun with that in the, the car. On the Amelia way home. Earhart is somewhere being the doctor's companion. Okay, so there you go. Yeah, and of course this is this is and yeah. Uh, somebody in the chat room says you're obviously not a doctor or a Star Wars fan. I, you're right. I'm not a diehard Star right. Wars fan, but I am. I, right. I've watched all the Star Wars movies hundreds of times. It's just I think we own all but the last one. Yeah, um, but anyway, the. The thing is, though, doctor, the the first Doctor of the new series, right. Christopher Eccleston, was in this movie. And I want to say his voice was different mm-hmm. and he looked different. Some actors are really, really good at changing their voice per part. Yes. They, they, it's a talent. There, there, I, because if you wouldn't have told me, because you saw during the I credits. I saw on his credits. Right. You told me Christopher Eccleston was in this movie. Right. If you wouldn't have told me that. I would have never guessed it in a million years. <laughs> That's funny. I would have never put two and two together. And if at the end of the movie, you said, that was Christopher Eccleston who played the navigator in right. the movie. And I'm like, oh, yeah. But but the thing is, is because you told me I was looking and it's like, and the first scene is like, oh, well, that so this navigator guy in the back. 
So that's Christopher Eccleston. And but it didn't look like him. I was like, but yeah, it does kind of look like him. But then I heard him talk, and I'm like, he was um, maybe somebody else. Maybe like he had put on weight for the part or something. Something like that. Yeah. When he was the doctor, I think he was his face was thinner, and he had more hair and stuff like that in the movie. Uh, so, but the thing is, is that one of the things that I noticed is that he started talking. I'm like, okay, maybe I'm clearly mistaken. That's not Christopher Eccleston. He looks a lot like Christopher Eccleston in some ways, but okay, but but that's not him. So maybe Christopher Eccleston's playing a different role in the movie that's going to show up. And I'm like, no, that is him. That is him. No, that's not him. Right. No, that is him. And then finally, by the end of the movie, it's like, okay. And this, there was a couple scenes where finally it's like, I heard him say something with his, his British accent. And then it's like, Yep, yeah. that's him. Right. You know, that's definitely him. So there are some things. I mean, there there is a true talent to being able to change your voice per character. And I think especially with um with British actors who can completely do away with that accent to yeah. play. There are two actors on Brothers and Sisters who are British and you would not know it on the show at all. Right. Like I didn't even know it until I knew till I heard them in an interview. Speak in their true voice. Um, Robert Pattinson, who plays in the Twilight movies, um, does an amazing job. There's his W's are very who very. Play, who plays House uh, Hugh Lair, Lowry? Uh, yeah, Hugh Lair, Lowry La- Lowry. Yeah. Anyway, he does that. Yes. Uh, and we just noticed. Great. Flash forward. The guy that plays the main guy in Flash yes. Forward. They, uh, Fines is his last name. Anyway, but he, they had Ray? a commercial before it came back this Ray week. Fine. And uh, he was doing some kind of commercial for something and very thick accent, uh, but definitely doesn't show up. in Right. The movie. I mean, that's a talent. Or the show, the TV show. It's, it's a talent. So, so. anyway, so anyway um, our review, I would say Great. I would I would say I would give um, Amelia a four out of five stars. Absolutely. I um I really enjoyed it. I. I would recommend it over. um the time traveler's wife. Yes. Like I enjoyed it more than that. And I really enjoyed the time traveler's wife, but I enjoyed it more than that. I would, so. I would agree. Uh, however, you know, looking at the I was summer, p- trying to pick a movie that we had just seen. <laughs> sure. And, 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 and in that genre or in that uh, realm of uh, picking movies based upon other movies, mm-hmm. which one to see if you haven't seen them yet. And I'm sure fi- I don't, uh, 500 days of summer is probably out of the theaters now and into the probably, cheap theaters. But that is so worth but, seeing. But that's what I'm saying is if I had a decision between 500 days in summer and Amelia, I'd see 500 days of summer first. Yes. All right. Then Amelia. Then Time Traveler. Well, I think wife. it depends on what kind of movie you're in the mood for. That, too. That's that's true. You that know? is true. Because Five Hundred Days of Summer is not a love story. It is not a love story. <laughs> anyway. So anyway, tons it, more to talk about. Greg is asking, what movies have we given a five out of five? Five Hundred Days of Summer mm, gets a five, a five out, out of five. five. Um, Star Trek. Star Trek. The the. Oh, absolutely! Saw that of, three times in one weekend. Five out of five stars. <laughs> Which means I paid for it three times in one weekend. The movie Up for the type of genre. Absolutely, is a five, five out, out, of five. out of five. Um, what other? That movie? may be the only three that I would give a five out of five. Yeah. Um, now Harry Potter. Oh yeah, the Harry did Potter. An amazing five out of job. Five. Now I will give you. In my review of that, I will give you the disclaimer that I have not read the entire book yet. Uh-huh. So that may change when I actually read the book. But as a movie by itself, five out of five. Yeah. And, and I'm, yeah, Star Trek is six out of five, actually. Yeah. <laughs> it, um, as a matter of fact, I would watch that again. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah. Aren't they working on the second one? I don't know. Or 
they're somewhere in the production process, whether that be pre-production with working on the script or, you know. Speaking of... Um, Zachary's on Heroes right now, so they can't be filming. Right. Speaking of fictionalized stories and, and trying to recount per- real people's lives and telling them in, in the story, you know, it, putting them in a narrative to make a movie, uh, I just wanted to point out that there is a, uh, a new book out by Donald Miller. Mm-hmm. And now I am a huge fan of the writing of Don- Donald Miller. Not a huge fan of all of his theology, but definitely a I, I love the ty- the type of writing that he does right. and, and and some of the points that he makes and and I think he brings a, a valid perspective of of a, you know a different story that's not always told told in the Christian church and uh, but anyway I I just recognized that he came out with a brand new book it's uh, called uh, Million Miles in a Thousand Years. And Stephanie, will you read the description of this book? And and this is, I, I think it's fitting when we talk about all these movies that we're talking about. So okay. go ahead. Full of beautiful, heart-wrenching, and hilarious stories, A Million Miles in a Thousand Years details one man's opportunity to edit his life as if he were a character in a movie. Years after writing a best-selling memoir, Donald Miller went into a funk and spent months sleeping in and avoiding his publisher. One story had ended, and Don was unsure how to start another. But he gets rescued by two movie producers who want to make a movie based on his memoir. When they start fictionalizing Don's life for film, changing a meandering memoir memoir into a structured narrative, the real life Don starts... The real life Don starts a journey to edit his actual life into a better story. Hmm. A Million Miles in a Thousand Years details that journey and challenges readers to reconsider what they strive for in life. It shows how to get a second chance at life the first time around. There you go. So I have not obviously read this book yet. I'd like to. uh, But this is a brand new book um, and it's by Donald Miller. Knowing, uh, you know, what I know about his writing style, this is going to be a great read, and I'm very excited to uh, get this, get my hands on this book, and I, I'm looking forward to reading it. And I, wanted- you actually, you read Blue Like Jazz, right? Uh-huh. Okay, yeah. I don't think I ever finished Blue Like I have Jazz. That here, by I know the way. we have that. I don't know why I, I probably got distracted by another book. Yeah. Is what happened. He, he's got another book that was written right after Blue Like Jazz. Right. And I've got that because uh, remember, Mari sent me a book that has like oh, three yeah, of his right. books there in it. Oh, yeah, that's right. There are three. Yeah, so absolutely. I'm, I, need to, I need to go pull that up. I, I'm okay. S- he, he, is an, he is a great writer. He is. He does. Some so, people write, and well, obviously, if that's your profession, you write well. Right. But even in that group of professions, there are some people's writing that can just really grab you right away. And he is one of them for right. me. Exactly. For you. Exactly. And so um, I just want to make sure that people know that this podcast here is sponsored by Mardell.com. M-A-R-D-E-L.com. And if you want, you can go right now to Mardell.com. Look in the search field there and type in, uh, just type in Donald Miller or type in Million Miles. Uh, either way, it's going to pull up this book. And right now it looks like it's on sale for fourteen ninety nine. And uh, if you use promo code GSPN in the shopping cart, you get an additional 10% off. And you also you also say thank you to Mardell.com for sponsoring Family from the Heart. Absolutely. And if you haven't bought anything from them recently, then uh, 
definitely right? buy something for them from them because we're coming up on a renewal of our contract and I'm looking forward to seeing how that turns out for us. So anyway, moving forward, Stephanie, we also have some other <laughs> family sorry. related I'm things. I'm totally laughing at the chat room, which now would be a good time to say that we record this show live and I'm not going to share what's written in the chat room. I'm just, I'm just gotcha. not, but, um, this show is recorded live and we get to interact with, you know, with the people who, who are here. And I love that part. Yes. I absolutely love that part of recording, even when it is highly distractive and I laugh for a reason that I'm not going to tell you. Gotcha. All right. So anyway, um, moving on. Oh, by the way, thank you, Mardell.com. And, absolutely. And this is what, episode 81? And we I recorded so. two episodes of Family from the Heart uh, before Mardell came on. And by the way, uh, episode three never would have happened until the financial, um, until it financially made sense for us to record yet another podcast, and Mardell coming on board had made that possible. So this is the seventy ninth episode that they've sponsored, and uh, again, uh, you know, I, I I have no reason to think that they wouldn't renew after right. you know come up coming up in November. But even if they didn't, you know, they've been awesome to us. And uh, we're hoping and praying that they do, but uh, we'll see how things go. We'll let you know when that time comes, but uh, just just amazing. And just thank you, Mardell.com. Absolutely. All right. So um, we are recording on Saturday. So we we're, we're moving into the Cliff and Stephanie life Here we portion go. of the show. Our life, which I'm, I'm still, you know, is, is our crazy life. I know um, they can barely see me because since you moved the camera, it, it oh, got yeah. really dark. Yeah. And so... Um, anyway, I was kind of digging that part. (laughs) Um, yeah, our crazy life has been nothing but crazier this week. Why is it crazy? What's going on that's different this week? Okay. Well, one thing that's going on that's different is that you are filling in at the insurance agency for your sister who's on maternity leave and your mom who's on vacation in Australia. That's right. With her sister. Yep. And um, so you, you're working up there between like 8.30 and, and 5. five. Yeah. And, or 5.30 as was on Thursday. Yeah. Actually, it was like 5.45. But anyway. <laughs> so um, counting? <laughs> me? Stephanie? <laughs> Go ahead. I can, I can admit that and be okay with it. So, um, so that is one thing that is very different is that you're not here working and, um, trying to do, you know, trying to be their receptionist and do as much as you can with your email and, and other things for, for the business here. So you're busier, but this week, my week was completely crazy and out of whack First off, because you weren't here, yeah, <laughs> and um, it was it was just very bizarre. You're, let me ask you something. Thursday okay. was majorly different for you, wasn't it? Thursday was very weird for me. It, you get very you, you really. We really do get used to yeah recording on Thursdays. I know, and so it was really weird because I was already like in my own emotional little funk on Thursday, but because I had nothing to do. Literally, nothing. You would think that that would be a good thing for somebody who's always going, but I didn't. Like, I couldn't even come and fake it. I, I had no. I couldn't. You had no outlet. I had no outlet, and yeah. that was very disturbing for me. Yeah. And the thing is, is that I guess, and I had even thought this. I'm like, well, I could record a Stephanie unplugged and like fake it there, but. I can't fake it there. Well, you don't fake it ever. No, so. I know, I know. But I was like, I didn't even want to spew my negativity or whatever it was on anyone else. 
So it was Thursday was a very, very weird day for me. Right. Very. But we've had a lot of things going on in the Ravenscraft house. We have. We just have. Now, Greg's in the chat room asking, how's it going? Cliff, are, are you at email inbox zero right now? In you your were email? at one point. I didn't hit e- inbox zero, but it's because I stayed up, and, stayed up until three o'clock in the morning to get there one morning uh, the other night, not last night, but the night before. So uh, how's it going? Well, let's just put it this way. I, and, and I was talking with Father Roderick before I recorded the Biggest Loser Fan podcast this week. And um, I will tell you, he, I, he had no idea why it is such a big deal for me to leave the insurance agency. Right. But I, I will explain it here. Soul sucking life. <laughs> my soul sucking career in insurance. Right. So let me let me go ahead and just spill this out here for just a second and, and, and see if you understand where I'm coming from. Um, I, I won't tell you the, the revenue generated by the Jack Lilly Insurance Incorporated because that's not public information. Right. All right. But what I can share with you is that uh, we are very much involved in all the companies we represent. It is an, in, or we, they represent. Uh, <laughs> you I, did that the other day I in the know. car too. I don't like that. <laughs> I love that you corrected yourself. Uh-huh. And I'm like, I know what you meant. You said, yeah, I know. I'm correcting for my own. <laughs> yes, I, I, I definitely want to disassociate. Uh, not because I, I, you know, bitter. And right. It's just like, it took me a long time to disassociate Absolutely, myself it did. from that place. Because that was 11 years of my identity. Right. You know, and, and I've learned that my identity can't be just tied to what I do for work. Uh, but anyway, um, so so the let's just put it this way. We're very connected with other independent in agents, uh, agencies and agent agency owners. And over the years, I recognize very clearly with the revenue of our agency and the number of clients that our agency ha- or their the agency had uh, and has the agency typically would run with about approximately the average agency our size would run with approximately 13 employees all right right 13 employees and when you were there there were four when i was there there were four mom dad myself my sister yep all right now it's not because we couldn't. It, it's not because we never tried. It's because you all have control issues. We and we <laughs> we all have the same exact personality. Yeah, which is I am a control freak. It was not fun to go into that office. It was not. Yeah, and you and and let's just put it this way: if you were somebody who we hired to try to train you so that we could <laughs> so you could be number five yeah, out of what should be thirteen, par- you're still paying for therapy. Yeah, that you have to be. Yeah. And here's the thing. It, it it was an environment that makes it You're doomed very, before your first day. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, you have no say in anything. Right. And, yeah. and, and. Well, didn't they one time, they offered me a job as a file clerk, yeah. like to come in and file for and them. I said, I said, well, I mean, you, you agreed with me, but I no, I value my marriage way too much out. to, to put that strain on it It, not at all so so you know without saying anything too negative i mean now obviously they have they have lots and lots of satisfied customers but let's just put it there they're all stressed when i when i was there (laughs) i was we were four people doing 13 people's jobs right that somebody asked me so in the agency when you worked there what did you do I'm like, okay, well, you can't even write it down. It's like there was no, you really struggled. Well, no, you really struggled with that leaving in the months when you were leaving because you had to put down what you were doing so that the others could come in and 
and kind of pick that up or figure it out or, or whatever. And you had a very difficult time putting that down. Yeah. And, and, you know, and, you just don't understand that there are so many things that I'm doing. Yeah. So, so basically, I was responsible for sales and there was, hi, there was high pressure for sales, continually high pressure for sales. That's where the commission is. That's right. That's, that's where, you know, I had salary, but I also had commission on top of that. So there's high pressure for sales. Uh, but then on top of that, you don't just sell it and then all of a sudden let other people add and delete cars and quote changes right. and, and change mortgage addresses and lost payees and, and answer questions and do pay status because that's what most agents would sell policies. And sure, they would be there for big questions or to to handle a big claim, you know, you you would you would work personally one on one with that client if necessary. But you would usually have two or three different CSRs or customer service reps that could handle, you know, adding and deleting a car. And you know, how much would it be if I had five hundred deductibles? How much would it be if I had a thousand dollar deductibles? Well, just imagine doing that for seven thousand clients. Right. All right. And and then imagine if, you know, one of your family members who works at the agency is sick or and and then all of a sudden it's just three of you. And imagine if mom and dad decide that they want to go to lunch together. Well, guess what? You're there for an hour and a half every day every on day. your own. <laughs> and so all of a sudden you're handling this many clients by yourself. And by the way, during that 90 minute, 90 minutes of time when the they're at lunch. Down. Well, no, the thing is, is guess who else is at lunch? The entire rest of the workforce in the United States, uh, especially all of your clients who they all need everything done. And when do they choose to do it? On, On their, their lunch, lunch break. Right. So, yeah. Do you see where I'm going with this? It was a right. high. It was, a very, it, was, it was high stress um, for you. I know that. But do you know that um, you stressed made us stressed? Yeah. And so, I mean, it, it's very, it's a very... Um, it's a very healthier environment in our house now yeah. than it was three years ago. Much healthier environment. It, it's it's absolutely amazing the change that has happened in all five of us just because of the change that has happened in you, yeah. you know, um, with alleviating that stress. So it was, um, it, it's been crazy. Yeah. And, and it will continue to be crazy. And and it took me a while to, to leave that behind because when I left them, they did not replace me, by the way. They tried. No. That person lasted less than three months. Right. Uh, I, which was to be expected. Mm-hmm. So now the the same amount of work that used to be done with four people is now done with three people. Right. And it took me a long time to really stop feeling guilty about the fact that I left them. I mean, I literally right because they're your family. They're my family. It's not just I'm left leaving a job. I'm leaving my mom, my dad, my sister to handle all of this stuff. Right. When I when the four of us could hardly handle it, uh, but now they're handling it. Just the three of them. So it took me a long time to disassociate myself from that and to not f- carry the weight of guilt upon the decisions that they've made to operate their agency this way. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And so finally, it's like, well, yeah. you know what? I've got my own stuff to worry about. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, and I can't carry the anxiety of that. I need right. to just push that off. And I need to focus on my business. And and for the folks that don't know this, I was making I was making at least $87,000. Hold on one second. Okay. I was making at least $87,000 a year as an insurance agent. And I left that with absolutely zero income. Uh, guaranteed. In fact, I only had one client even remotely interested in my services at that time when I left. And and so it was a huge financial risk. But you know what? The risk was 
well above it, above worth it for the fact that leaving that stress behind. Because there is stress of starting this as a business. And but and people ask me today, Cliff, how on earth can you record for, you know, eight hours straight recording 11 podcasts? It's like, listen, that's nothing. I mean, th- what I do today for this business, you know, it is nothing compared to what I used to have to do. What were you going to say? I have no idea. Okay. So anyway, um, but now I'm back. So now I'm, I've got my business, you know, what we're doing here. All of that's not stopping. Right. And get this. My mom's in Australia. My sister's on maternity leave. So now it's my dad and myself working at the agency, just the two of us, for half of this past week and then all of next week. And I still have all of my clients. And it's just like... So all of that just to say... Yeah. This is why we're recording on Saturday? No, just to say this is what's going on in our family. Oh, okay. You know, this is this is okay. this is the family update. This is what's going on in our lives and and I just wanted to share. I wanted okay. people to feel really bad for me and say, yeah. "Oh, poor Cliff." I don't not, not so much. You got yourself into that one and you'll <laughs> you'll either suffer through or get yourself out of it. <laughs> Thank you, babe. You're welcome. You and your full-time mom. You know, I I you're, you crack me up. I heard you, you talking about me in the hospital. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> A little cold over there? Uh, nope, I'm pretty warm, actually. <laughs> Didn't seem it over there. On th- Feeling pretty good. You yeah. know that I was kidding. I, mean, I know you were kidding. I would have never said those things to you. I know. And, you know, but... but you Ste- were, By the you way, were- you guys need to listen to the most recent episode of <laughs> Full-Time Mom. Stephanie you know? says something like, yeah, I know you almost I died in the hospital. I know you could have died. But, but you, you didn't. didn't. Exactly. So you you didn't. So, so stop moaning and get to work. That's right. Uh, get up and shut up. No, no, it was it was funny. Anyway, <laughs> Stephanie's not the not the sit by your side nurse type. <laughs> uh, I love you. I love you, too. Do you like how Sarah and I said we together would make like the perfect nurse? Yes. So um, aside from you working at the agency, um, Wednesday, I was in Frankfurt with Megan. Yes. We took a field trip to Frankfurt, Kentucky, which, um, for those of you who don't know, is um, the capital of our state. And they have been studying, um, they've been studying government in class the last few weeks, month or whatever. And so that is what this field trip was, um, was based on. We, um, had so much fun. It was a lot of fun. Minus the fact that I was, you know, out of town with 164th graders. Right. Um, and I think each class had seven chaperones plus the teachers. So um, it, it was it was crazy and it was chaotic, but it was a lot of fun. Um, I have only been to Frankfurt one time and that was when I was in high school and um, our choir competed in a competition there. So I had never seen our Capitol building. I'd never been in the old Capitol building, um, which I love that they've been using. Our current Capitol building, they have been using since 1909. Okay. But they still refer to as the old Capitol building and the new Capitol building. Right. (laughs) Um, But um, it was really cool. Tons of fun. The kids got to, um, when we were in, when we were in the old Capitol building, they got to learn some of the history of the building. Um, the building was built by um, prisoners and slaves. And um, 
the staircase is absolutely amazing. There's a no, there's not another staircase like it in the world. Um, but to go into describing it would take much longer than what we have. Um, they got to do a mock um, Senate hearing. Senate hearing, as would be in 1850, as it would have been in 1850. So, um, you know, the students that were sitting in the desks were the senators, and there was a clerk. Um, Megan was chosen to be the how the president of the House of Representatives, and um, I have to sneeze really bad. The um, our tour guide gave them a scenario. They were they were voting on a bill of whether to put a fence in front of the Capitol building or not. Um, it was going to cost eight thousand dollars. It was to keep animals out. It was for decoration. And um, and other things. And so they, they weighed the options. Each child, not each child, but several children got to raise their hand and say whether, you know, they agreed with it or disagreed with it and why. And then they voted. And so the clerk stands up and says, you know, how many say yay? How many say nay? And he told them what yay and nay, you know, um, obviously that yay is for yes and nay is for negative. And, um, and Megan got to pound the gavel because she was the president of the. House of Representatives, and um, but they voted nay on the bill. Yeah, they, they voted, you know, not to have it. And so then he holds up a picture and tells them that they have changed history because in 1850 this was an actual bill, and they did vote to have it done. Um, Which explains why our state is in debt. <laughs> okay, um, just saying. Just saying, and um, if Megan was there in, earlier, we 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 may and, be debt free. <laughs> Maybe um, it wasn't just Megan; it was uh, well, the whole class. Our class, and then yeah. um, obviously once once they um, vote on a bill, then it goes across the hall, and um, whether they vote yay or nay, then it goes to the governor. The governor can veto it, but if it comes back, you know. So they were just learning all of these things. You know, obviously, if it comes back and they make a de- um, um, changes to the bill. And then it gets passed by the House of Representatives and um, whatever. Um, my mind. It, this was like three days ago. In the then, Senate? Um, In the Senate? Well, the House of Representatives are the, oh, okay, the senators. Okay. So then it's... Right? Anyway. Anyway. Um, Obviously, we're once, not as smart once as it's a fourth changed, grader. One, no, I'm not. Once it is changed and um, voted yes by both... Um, parties. Parties. Not Whatever. parties, no. Just keep going. Okay. Anyway, then it cannot be vetoed by the governor. <laughs> okay. Um, if you wouldn't have taken so long to explain how horrible insurance is, I wouldn't have to talk so fast. Um, <laughs> Are we rushed for time, babe? Aren't we? No. Isn't this only supposed to be an hour and we have a soccer game in 45 minutes? We're fine. Okay. We got another five minutes. So, um, but we also had something else to talk about. You made me make a list. and Oh, what else do you have? Um, Matt won his soccer game. Okay. But. And it's not just a soccer game. Anyway, back to that. So that was all. They got to do all of that in the old Capitol building and learn how things. They got to see what the state library library looked like back then, which is like as big as this room that we're in and filled with um, actual old books. And big as this room is, by the way, is small. <laughs> small, right. <laughs> um, actually, it may have been a little bit bigger than this. And um, so... We got to do that. Then we went over to the new Capitol building and um, got got to see that, 
which is the current Capitol building. Um, now, if any building in Kentucky is the reason that our state would be in debt, it would be this building. Yes. Because the entire building is made of marble, which I understand. Um, okay, the old Capitol building is the third Capitol building that our state had had. The first two burnt to the ground. If they quit burning them down, it exactly. wouldn't be so bad. So this this new building, is it was built between 1905 and 1909. It is completely marble on the inside. I'm pretty sure it cannot burn down. <laughs> um, the, the tour guide, who was not the nicest lady um, that I'd ever met, but said that if you can hear your feet making noise, everybody in the building can hear your feet making noise. Wow. That it travels that um, well. Um, all the doorknobs in the building have our Commonwealth um, seal seal on them, which was actually pretty cool. Um, the, the building is divided into three floors. The first floor being the executive, so that's where the governor and the lieutenant governor's offices are. The second floor being the... Um, legislative that's where the house of representatives and that other one that i can't remember and i what what'd she say the senate she's saying senate. okay yeah and um so that's where where that floor is and then the third floor is the judicial floor which we didn't get to go on because the supreme court was actually hearing oral complaints or arguments that day gotcha. and um so we didn't get to go up there but it was really really cool that is the way to learn history it it was a great way to learn i mean i learned history yeah. clearly i don't remember it well i didn't retain very much of it <laughs> actually i retained a lot of it um the thing that i want you to point out before we okay. wrap this up is is i want you to talk about the opportunity to be a page yes that's what i was going to get to so while we were in the house of representatives we got to um you know it, it's all set up. Of course, they're they're you know not in session right now, which I did learn that is on a state by state basis. Whether um, your senators work full time or part time, and the state of Kentucky works part time, um, so <laughs> that's nice to know. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but um, and then a, another other thing that I I learned was that um, obviously our state does a census every ten years. Mm -hmm. and um explained what the what the census was you know to to the kids that they count every person in the state and um then those people are divided among the representatives so each representative like currently i think represents 42,000 people i'm like i can't keep track of the four people i have to keep you know let alone 42,000 there's no way that you could ever make all those people happy so anyway but so each representative represents 42,000 people. Gotcha. Um, that was interesting. And there is, they have the opportunity to page for your representative. So our representative right now, I think, is Adia um, Wooster, I think is how you say her name. Okay. Um, did she say yes? I don't know, but okay. just keep going. She's in the other room and she's, she's like yes. editing what I'm saying. So yes, um, Adia Wooster is our current representative for our area um, who was actually in town in Frankfurt, but we didn't get to meet her because she was in a meeting for ch children's health care. And um, so anyway, you have to be 13 or older and um, you, it's an excused absence for school, which the kids really liked to know that so they can get out of school. And what you do is you go, um, you will go down and while they are in session, you they sit. Um, the pages would sit in the front row, 
And there are on either side, because obviously the room's divided in half with an aisle down the center. So on either side, there are these light boards with numbers on, you know, it's, um, did you ever play that game in with the multiplication and you push the number and it showed you the, you know, Mm -hmm. the, you know, um, the answer. Anyway, it kind of looks like the boards kind of look like that. It looks like an old bingo light. Yeah, I guess. Okay. I'm going to say that because I don't know what an old bingo light looks like. So anyway, two boards um, on either side, one on either side of the room. And each representative has a number. I think 82 is Adia's number. And um, anyway, if her light lit up, then her page would run back and see what she needs, whether it be a copy or a copy, uh, you know, to grab a... Uh, something out of her office or a cup of water or a cup of coffee, whatever it is, they would go and they would see, you know, what she needed and then and then bring it to her. And they make tips doing that. And it's a great way to um, to be a part of what's going on in the state. That is awesome. So it was really cool. I think Megan was interested. Of course, she has to wait until she's 13 to do that. And then they're in session I think she said January, February, and March. Sounds like a great podcasting so, experience in the world, absolutely. according to Megan, to me. Uh, I, would, I would think so. It looks like a lot of fun. Of course, you can always go and sit in the gallery and watch. She said you can stay five minutes or all day. They don't care. And um, and just observe what's going on. So it, it was really, it was a really, really cool trip. That'd be an interesting a lot of podcast, fun. too. What's yeah. going on in Kentucky? What's going on? So it was fun. All right. So very interesting stuff. Um, and of course, I uh, want to say congratulations to Megan, who also came home with all straight A's on her report card this past week. Absolutely. And th- we're excited about that. And also congratulations to our son, Matthew. Not only did he win a soccer game last weekend, but their team won the, uh, not state, not but the, the state. regional the- championship. Yes, they did. For their uh, for their geographic region here, so Matthew is a championship winner. Yes, and not to mention the fact that he scored two goals, which that I missed day. because I wasn't at that game. Yeah, there were two games last Saturday. There were and- two games Saturday and two games Sunday. You know, the funny thing about the championship is that I'm the parent who's always saying, or I'm the person who's always saying, they're just eight. What do we get all worked up for? They're just eight. Yeah. But I'm telling you, this this championship game ended in a tie, went into five five-minute overtime quarters, and then we had to have a shootout for it, and we had to do that twice because both of these teams wanted it so bad, and yep. they were playing so well. But I'm telling you, I was nauseous with the stress it of was... watching that. I wanted it so bad for my son. Yes. And I'm like, I'm becoming one of them. <laughs> yep. Stephanie is so a soccer mom. We were and the the funny thing is is that our team's moms were all huddled together and we were like we are soccer moms are we're just a different breed of people. We're just a different breed of people. Gotcha. And I have arrived into that breed of people, I think. That is because funny. I was I was literally sick watching them play with excitement, not, you know. Yeah. It was it was something else. So McKenna is, you know, I have a story for McKenna, but it would take longer to share than what this music is going to play. So we'll definitely have to share some McKenna stuff next week. Next week, because she is, uh, she's growing up. Yes, she is very fast. Well, hey, uh, check out fulltimemompodcast.com. What do you know? What episode number it was yesterday? One hundred five. So look at one hundred five. There's some great information there. A lot more than what we've shared here today. That was just recorded yesterday. So. Uh, it should be in the feed already by the it time you're getting cool. this in podcast It was kind of cool to have all of the full-time mom um, 
stuff come first before family friendly? So I always double share. Yeah. But it was fun that it came first on Full Time Mom hey, this week. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Mardell.com, M A R D E L.com. Use promo code GSPN in the shopping cart. We'll talk to you all next week. Till next time, join, join the, the community. community.